So I went to a traditional four-year college. I went to the University of Colorado, but I gotta say the more and more I'm removed from just my undergrad degree, the more and more I realize how much of a ripoff the traditional four-year public and even private education at most colleges is. Um, if you wanna get the most bang for your buck, a college like MSU Denver Online is a great choice because A, it's not gonna break your bank, and B, you're gonna get a great education from MSU Denver Online. They have awesome teachers, a lot of whom work in the actual field that you are taking a class in, and these guys have been teaching online forever, so they are very experienced and very well-versed in getting content from the classroom across the internet to you in a super engaging manner. So check out MSU Denver Online. It's the perfect option for every type of student. Open enrollment for their spring semester is going on right now, so check out their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online. Oh yeah. Uh, it's all, it, I'm so easy, man. I'm so easy. That's all it takes to get okay. me hyped. I gotta say, that was a hyped. That, that ended on a little bit of a down note. Wancho and Vando. Oh, come on. They're a part of our history. You know what? We're not going <laughs> to sit here and put our heads in the sand and cry about them all day. Although we can cry about them a little bit of the day. Um, <laughs> welcome in, everybody, to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Live on YouTube, of course. Don't forget, subscribe, hit the like button. If you're watching this, just hit that like button. Maybe leave a comment. I don't know if, you're gonna, if, if that's what you want to do. Uh, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, Vato Loco, up in the top right corner. It's Brennan Vote. I don't, I don't know what you just said. Um, <laughs> how's it going, everyone? Doing great. Doing great. That was the worst yeah. response to that. Thank Grant you. just threw you yeah. like an yeah. alley-oop. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he I wasn't paying attention. I'm filling out the rundown. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the man with the wind in his hair. It's Harrison Wind. I am hyped to talk about player rankings with three guys who absolutely hate player rankings. This is just... Yes. I've been waiting for this day forever. <laughs> for a full year. For a full year since we last talked about this. I really do rankings. hate player rankings. I know people are saying I don't. I really do hate player rankings. And then, of course, I'm joined by a man wearing a shirt designed by someone else. It's D-Line Co. <laughs> I think you just described everybody on Earth. <laughs> well, <laughs> how, how many people walk around with shirts they designed? <laughs> well, usually that's what you're doing about today. So. And also, I, I, I got to say, I don't, I don't hate a player ranking. The, I find it to be, uh, no, to be uh, on this show, Dylan, you have piece. to hate a player oh, ranking. It's, it's a <laughs> you cannot like player rankings and well, appear I, I on this show. I, I, I seldomly like the results, but I like This is an anti player okay ranking show. I'm okay with the concept of a player ranking. <laughs> <laughs> that they exist. Yeah. Um, so, everybody, if you're tuning into this as a podcast, don't forget this is a YouTube channel, our YouTube show, and our I'm YouTube Periscope. channel is straight fire. I have Periscope. Forget about Periscope. Uh, Periscope. <laughs> Periscope, it's the quality is whatever. Yeah. But YouTube, so if, if you ever want to join us, our, our live chat that goes on from all the people watching is like A++. A++ comments. So if you ever want to just kind of join in the conversation, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. And then if you're watching on YouTube and you miss a show and you want to be in your car and listen to it, we're also a podcast. So you get you get us wherever you want. Check out you the DNVR Nuggets podcast. You know what I would actually recommend doing is just mute this stupid show and just read the comments. They're <laughs> much better than we are. Um, so we have some good stuff on today's show, guys. We're going to complain about... Um, the power rankings that ESPN you love never, when we do gonna, that. I, I love do it. love, yeah. I love, uh, you know, this is the card we play. Um, we're also going to share some news and notes from uh, training camp. In fact, I want to start there because media availability with these, like, coming out of practice, especially right now where we're not in the gym, we can't pull people aside and kind of get the skinny. You know, that's a, sometimes you pull a guy aside and you ask him just one or two little questions, you get a feel, a sense for what's going on. You can watch. We don't get any of that. We just get these Zoom calls that suck. And nobody's <laughs> fault other than, you know, the pandemics, but it's just it's just the nature of it. So, we're almost at the mercy of what these guys want to share. And some days it's like, okay, nothing. We asked Jokic who stood out in practice and he's like, "Ah, oh, nobody." You know, like there's just not there's not yeah. that much. I got to say like as a as again, as I was auditing the uh, media availability and listening to you guys ask ask questions of Nikola Jokic, Adam was like, "Man, we haven't gotten a chance to ask anybody about how what how the scrimmage went, how practice went, and then Adam got his cho- chance, and he's like, "Hey, how did the the scrimmage go?" And Jokic's like, "I don't know." 
Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to that part of practice. I, guess, uh, I think it was good. I saw Vlatko make a basket. Um, Faku a steal. What's the over-under on shots Jokic has taken in training camp so far? Four. What? He's taking four. four. And he's four One for four. per practice. Yeah, exactly. yeah, one per practice. Um, but today I thought was a very meaty uh, media availability. There was a Ooh. lot of good stuff. Uh, Monte Moore, we'll start with him because, mm. guys, I know that w- w- things are moving fast. Ooh. I know just a few days ago we talked about his Monte Morris, Mr. Nugget. I think it was the headline of a show. And we we're like, oh, we're going back and forth. We think so. I'm sorry, guys. Lock Today, it in. Uh, lock it in. <laughs> Stamped. Write it in stone. Uh, write it in marker. Write it in pen, whatever the phrase is. And this is official. None of those. Monte <laughs> Morris is Mr. Nugget 2021. <laughs> Oh, he will nugget it for you. Uh, his media availability today, I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, we knew this was his first one since getting his contract, so we all knew about it yesterday, but I guess it wasn't official until, you know, after media availability yesterday. Now that it was official, he addressed the media, and boy, did he have some great things to say. Wind, I want you to take this, because you were the one transcribing some of these quotes here, but what? there was one in particular you had to throw in the group chat. It was so good. Well... The, the thing that's been interesting to track with Monte as this extension has uh, gotten done here this week, look, we all know Monte is one of the top backup point guards in the league. I think we all know there are some situations where he could be a starter. Like, he could definitely have a bigger role somewhere else than he has right now in Denver. And, look, he could have not negotiated an extension and tested unrestricted free agency and probably gotten a bigger role. And I just asked him straight up today, you know, you could have gone that route. Why did you choose to not go that route? And he pretty much had a classic Monte quote. He was like, look, I want to finish what I started here with these guys and the organization that gave me a chance as a second rounder. Let me work and work and work and um, ascend in this rotation. Uh, I'm a culture guy. We have a great culture here. I have a lot of basketball left. I'm only 25 years old. Right now in my career, I want to try to finish what I started with this group. And I just thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, he said it wasn't even about his role. Why not try to finish what you started? Which I think for a NBA fan is the most refreshing thing you could possibly hear in 2020. A notion that seems to be flying away in the wind these days. And this is I, I, this is what I said when Monte signed his extension. I feel it now more than ever. If you are a fan of your local basketball team, the Denver Nuggets, and you want to feel like they want to be there, and they're in on this mission with you, Monte feels that way. So this is a huge win. And I just think it's the coolest thing in the world that a guy like this is going to be around long term in theory. I just you like know? that you phrased it that way, too, on this show. If people enjoy their local basketball team, too, a group of Europeans and uh, people. From but that's exactly what I, that's actually exactly what I'm getting at, though. Like, you don't get a lot of those college strings and, and elements you can pull on in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So what we want is we don't skip steps. What totally. we want is oh, I want to finish this with my guys. What we want is unfinished business. I'm just so when you hear it local, it's not that like it's local. But from, it is local. Bel- I mean, look, the Belgrade. world. No, the world is local now, right? Oh. I mean, this is the. I'm being serious. This is the thing about living in the year 2020. I guess 2020 is a bad example. Oh, living no. in the uh, 21st century, 20 years into it, um, that the world just is so local. We get to we're we're right now watching this with people in Australia, New Zealand, and and Serbia. So it is local. Like yes, maybe those people don't get to come to the DNVR bar or come to the Nuggets and watch the Nuggets we. play. What's the difference? Well, yeah, neither can we. <laughs> So it is exactly the same. <laughs> but um, but what I am saying is that this Nuggets team, and I'm, I'm telling you, the more that years the years go by, the more this becomes true. Like, this is a team we get to connect with like that. And right. hey, look, man, maybe it doesn't work out this year. But this is, I'm watching all these scrums this week and doing all these things. The one thing I walk away from, my big overarching take is I really like this team. Like, I really mm-hmm. like all the guys on the roster. And maybe we get seven games into it and there's one guy, Michael Green, just can't make a three. And we're like, ah, I hate when he's on the court. Or I don't know, maybe. But at least for right now, man, it yeah. just seems like there's such a good mix of of guy, there, there's so many guys I just enjoy rooting for. I'm like, man, I really hope he works out because right, totally. because I really really enjoy working with him. And Monte's at the top of that list. Totally, yeah. In one week, we'll be like, get that nice guy the f off my team. <laughs> He's nice, but you know, I mean, <laughs> no, does nice cut it in the NBA? Yeah. Uh, but his that but that comment to me, I mean, we've heard. Some of this is, look, I don't want to overstate it. Some of this is talk. It's easy to win a press conference, even though a lot of guys somehow lose a press conference. But it's easy to win a press conference if you say the right things. And, like, you know, Monte saying stuff like that is easy. But with him, you know, he did call Compasso, right, when he got to to introduce him. He is the guy that reaches out. Like, he has earned 
our uh, the benefit of the doubt for all of us to sort of like believe him on yeah. these types of things, right? And yeah. so, um, so that's what I think was so great. And then just him talking about wanting, you know, wanting to be a part of this, finish what he started. Yeah. I was concerned because last year he put out the tweet. I think this is dumb, but something special is going to happen. Just wait, wait and watch, right? And I want to see the new tweet from this year. But he kind of said that today in the press conference about finishing what they started they feel like and i think will barton has reiterated some of this as well in his media availability that they feel like this year is a continuation of a process and i just love hearing that type of verbiage and the the other part of it is like yes the 27 million guaranteed is nice like i I think any (laughs) any second round pick who's Look, who sure. had to like go and battle in the G League in Rio freaking Grand Valley his his rookie year. Anytime you could just sign on a dotted line and get twenty seven million, you're probably gonna do that. Um, so it's like a great business decision from Morris as well. But uh, you take him at his word when he says like I, I want to finish what I started here. Hey, he sure. could have gotten that money elsewhere. He could have gotten a starter guarantee possibly from someone. So you know maybe discount is strong, but like. There's some proof in the pudding here. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, this is, a, this is the way I feel about this show. I'm like, listen, guys, the hamburger you bought me that one time is nice, but I want to finish what we started here. I'm not just here for that burger that one time. The 27 <laughs> million is like... really, really a contrast to 27 million. The one burger. Um, the, the other thing that so I want to move on because one of the things Monte we found out today is that Monte has been sharing the court with Compasso. Okay, we assume that right. Like we we've been hearing that. Now we get it confirmed. But not just him. Wait, there's more. What? He's also been sharing the court with MVP of training camp so far, P.J. Dozier. Three what? point guards on the court, and this is Michael Malone talking, calling P.J. Dozier. If he had to pick one person who has been the MVP so far, it's P.J. Composure. What? Um, uh, yeah, Eric, you're just hearing this. Uh, is that real? This is a real quote from Michael Malone. Uh, take I a moment to... to take it in. Hold on here. Hold on. Because uh, I'm rifling through uh the the scuttlebutt i've been hearing about one michael porter jr and you're telling me that malone's Dozier? never gonna call him the you're telling me it's totally like mpj averaging 35 points per scrimmage but pj's like two hustle rebounds <laughs> well that one defensive lapse in the, yeah. the last part of that second quarter oh look at that he's frozen in time <laughs> am i frozen in time no, Nobody's you're not frozen. frozen. Time. So <laughs> the, the thing about the thing about PJ Dozier, and I wrote this on thednvero.com earlier this week. My read is that he's going to play, and um, there's a lot of point guards here. Monte, obviously Jamal Murray has the starting job. Campasso, uh, PJ, like I think Dozier is going to play. I think he's going to get a rotation spot from the beginning of of the regular season. And talking to people around the team, man. What the Nuggets love about P.J. Dozier, besides just his defensive ability, how good of a player he is, he's great in the film room, from what I hear, and he is super quick to pick up like what the coaching staff is telling and instructing guys to do. He's so coach coachable, and that's what Michael Malone and this coaching staff loves. So I think he's going to play. I think he's going to spend a lot of time at the back of three in kind of the Tory Craig role. That's what I was going to um I think he's going to be a rotation guy from the beginning of this season. Is this, though, has your opinion changed after since hearing today's presser and, and how effusive Michael Malone was in his praise? Or was this no, your opinion before? No, this is what, what I've felt. This has just been my read on things throughout training camp. Like, he, he's he's too valuable, and his, and his defense and his length is just kind of too valuable and too unique for this team to just leave him out of the rotation, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Harrison? Or, or wind? What, our vote? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, vote deleted sure? my notes. I was trying to look through my I notes and vote deleted notes all of my notes for today's show. So I'm, you, I'm, Did I'm, you have in your notes who everyone's <laughs> name was? <laughs> um, yeah, I, look, I think you hit the nail on the head um, uh, from the jump that, you know, PJ Dozier's the exact type of dude Malone would call the MVP, right? So it's not just that he's having a kid. He's not going to yeah. say it's uh, any of the stars. Oh, I like but look, PJ at the five in the mini lads lineup. We haven't heard of mini lads <laughs> drop mini in lads. a few days. Yeah, the mini lads. I mean, there's what? What are your options for backup wing? Is it PJ Dozier, Bull Bull, and Greg Winnington? So you know, Winnington obviously natural at the position, but PJ Dozier played in the playoffs last year. So. Right. 
there's a real chance when you hear Malone say this, um, when I hear Wynn say something enough times, eventually I'm just like, well, that's my opinion now. So <laughs> I, I think PJ, I think PJ's got a chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see, look see if I can make th- through my notes here. Uh, what else we have? On, I mean, all right, I'm sorry, you guys. I I'm um, just wearing a flannel shirt. Okay, yeah, it's just a flannel. <laughs> Yo, also, get, a typical white guy attire. The, I'm, get, I'm getting flamed in the comments too. Me and Vote, it's open season. <laughs> Tough day, brother. Tough day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm told I look I'll undo a button here. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm, not uh, I'm surprised nobody's commented on my pink uh, hoodie that I'm wearing. It's kind of slipped it's under the radar a little disgusting. bit disgusting. It disgu- <laughs> it's disgusting the free pass you get on this show. Yeah. I, uh, so I, those aren't the notes vote. They never got placed back. Oh, I have no boy. idea. What, what else was said in practice today, guys? Was or, oh, Jermichael Green? I remember Jermichael Green. I had notes on him. I don't remember what they were. Um... Because my notes got deleted. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, the the quote machine that is Michael Malone had another all. Oh, he had a couple today. bangers. I wish I could um, remember. Do you have them? Oh my god! <laughs> At, he compared his uh, point guard situation to Bubba Gump. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Like, what, what's what's the exact what's the phrasing there? He says we're like Bubba Gump. We got every type of point guard. We got yeah. a tall point guard. We got a short point guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did Michael Malone, I have to ask a question first of all. Does he sit at like? Do you honestly think he like is at home thinking of like a line? Yes. Like, ah, yes. Use that one. Yeah. Hundred percent. Bubba Gump. We're like Bubba Gump. All right. I do too. Like he's too good at it. There's a notebook. Shoot out at the OK Corral's underlined like three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is my notes. Yep. The Adam. Who's in the left? Okay, that's yeah. Eric. Okay. I mean, something else we took away from from Monte's presser was like, yeah, we've all assumed he's playing with Campasso on that. Uh, second unit uh, in that starting uh, the second unit backcourt like that's what I feel like the primary second unit backcourt is going to be and I wouldn't be surprised if Camposo and Monte and even PJ spend some time with Jamal Murray because I think one thing the Nuggets want to do this regular season is play Jamal Murray off the ball more just kind of conserve his energy a bit get him some easy looks that way so uh, the tons of point guards that's that's definitely a theme of this team I can't. I, I think, can't. We're getting teabagged here, and I can't tell if uh, this is like if he's in on the joke or if he's genuinely outraged <laughs> that he has to pay for Eric's content. On the, see, I, 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 I hope he's serious. I hope he is outraged that Eric is part of the paywall portion of the show. I don't know if that's how we would frame it. But that's what we're charging. That is what we're charging for. No, I'm gonna phrase it that way, guys. Like, uh, hey, but if you pay five dollars a month, you can get Eric's opinions. Yeah. Look, you man, know, I, I was there when he filmed all five of them yesterday. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth it. yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. I wrote down nary a note. I just went. Uh, I oh, went really? Into, Shocker. I went deep into my brain to figure out what I actually thought. Yeah, he had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had another one-liner. I get. I had it written down. I don't remember what it was. It was. Oh, a, it was like the. Uh, it was another one of his little things. Do you have it, Win? Do you remember what his little his little one-liner was? I this mean, is why I write things down. So many, I can't remember anything. He's oh got so God. many one-liners <laughs> that it's just. I mean, the, the amount of one-liners from Malone in my head is just overflowing. It's there's a there's another Monte quote. What happened to that I, Where did he go? I liked. Am I frozen? Adam is no. It's you, it's it's Adam. Okay. You're anyway, good. there's Adam, another Monte Adam quote is in that the I liked. Shadow realm today. He is like I don't know what is going on with Adam. He said he just wants to be a role model for someone else that was undrafted or drafted late. And he already is one. I mean, we've already heard several new guys in Denver say that that's they view Denver as a place where they can come and get opportunity because of what Monte Morris did, because of what Torrey Craig did. Um, So I just thought that was a cool quote as well. And like he, he wants to accomplish something that in my mind he actually already has. You know, I, I really am, am struck by the idea that Denver is like turning into San Antonio, where you just have this idea that there's a system in place that you uh, that's bigger than the team itself, and people want to be involved in it. It's like exhilarating. Like I, the I, I, I can't think of many other places in the league that people would say that. That right. I mean, they want to go to the Lakers because they want to be on TV. They want to whatever. But like, there's not many places people people aren't like, man, I really want to get into that Atlanta Hawks system. They really are. Right, right. They're not even saying that about San Antonio anymore. So that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Why don't we take a break? On the other side of this break, though, um, Jermichael Green deserves quite a bit of conversation because I thought he had a great presser today, including who he thinks has impressed him. It wasn't P.J. Dozier, but he had another name that'll shock you on the other side. DraftKings Sportsbook. 
America's top-rated sportsbook app is wishing you the happiest of holidays. Uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. They're wishing you the happiest of holidays. To kick off the season of giving, DraftKings has new promotions and odds boosts every day this week. Luckily for us sports fans, there is an abundance of action taking place this week. Football teams are in the hunt to secure their place in the playoffs, while college basketball season is clearly uh, well underway. There's no better place to get in on all the action. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. we have a crazy odds boost today? Let me see if there's When signing up using the promo code DNVR. Yeah, we got to check every day now. Yeah, you got to check every day. There's that odds boost tab on the mobile app. You just scroll over to that, hit it's that, also the, boom. the promos at the bottom. Crazy odds every single day. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users, like I said, the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000, but you got to sign up using the promo code DNVR. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time. For a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only bonus comprised by first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Um, I got a question. So I'm going to make a bet here because they give that Thursday night football bet where if your guy scores the first touchdown, you win. But if he scores any touchdown, you get your money back. So who should I go for here? Me not knowing football great here. Uh, Cam Akers? Me not go- knowing football great here. That is the most crow magnet. Me not knowing <laughs> football great here. Go where? Who bet? Who I bet for? De- uh, uh, let me see. Let me see. Henderson? Me see. Robert Woods? You know who's who, not Somebody give me some football advice in the uh, comments. Take, here. Cam to... take, take Cam Newton. Wait, Cam Newton. What is the bet? The first who touchdown score. I don't want to oh, take Cam Newton. I don't want to take Cam Newton. I don't want to take Cam What a stupid... Robert Rob- Woods and Cam Newton are both good money options. Oh, man, we're doing it. We're doing it. Five, like, we're you, putting five bucks here. You can't, Robert you can't Woods. decide who you're going to bet on whether or not you like them. That's I just did. I just did. <laughs> um, did you notice, Harrison, there's an odds boost that is specifically tailored to you? There is. Uh, it is, um, let's see, uh, Hanukkah Harry. Nikhil Harry to score a touchdown. <laughs> Boosted to plus 510. Oh, I feel like I've got to take this bet now. <laughs> you probably do. This yep. bet is speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jermichael Green, guys, let's get into it. I'm, I'm a fan. First off the top, big fan of Jermichael Green, man. So number one, before we get to who his was his, who's really shocked him, he just like talking about coming from grit and grind, like that's where he came up. And by the way, Jermichael Green fits this Denver Nuggets persona, I believe. Was he undrafted or was he a second rounder? I can't remember. Second uh, rounder, I'm gonna look to second rounder. So second round pick. Um and probably shouldn't have been in the league. I actually think he did play fall out of the league for a brief period. Comes back and does the the whole like G League route, end of bench route, into the rotation route, and now he like was undrafted, he plays. by the way. He was undrafted, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think he actually spent a couple of years abroad um before actually like getting into the G League system. So he fits this Denver Nuggets mold, I think, to a T. But he also, coming from grit and grind, he was asked a, a really great question about whether you were, like, you know, born. Everybody kept, I'm not, some people get upset when you use this terminology. He, he's a dog. He used it himself, so, like, I th- I th- you know, he welcomes this. Uh, I think by this time, everybody on the team has called Jermichael Green a dog. Like, exactly. even every exactly. member of the coaching staff, the training <laughs> staff, the, the front office, he has been called a dog by everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, um Anyway, so he he says that you you're just born with it, and that he was very lucky that he landed in Memphis because where that was a culture that was rewarded and appreciated, and um, you know that cultivated really like they, they they wanted to bring that out of you, um, which I just love, man. Like I mean, he just seems like a dude that is like he's about the right stuff, and he is here to be the hard hit uh, hard hat and lunch pail guy. Um, so I was I, I just loved it. And I love that he used grit and grind because it really is one of those things, and you hope that Denver. <clears throat> develops enough of a culture that even if guys are to leave, they bring a piece of that culture with you. I mean, everybody talks about this with San Antonio, right? Whether it's their coaches or front office or even players, they're bringing in that Spurs culture. Hopefully you get there, but that's exactly what Michael Green said. He is grit and grind because that's where he was birthed into the NBA through through that culture, and I just thought that was really cool. 
is cool. Do you think that he meant a dog like uh, this dog? Like he just meant he's lazy, <laughs> sort of like doesn't he just doesn't really do anything at practice? Things like uh, that. Don't think he's that kind of dog. Oh, okay, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I love one, though? the idea. We've talked a lot about this sort of angle of oh, there's fresh blood, right? Sort of change up the vibe in training camp, and maybe some younger guys that are eager to be here and know their role. The sort of cherry on the top of that is grabbing a role player from that Clippers team. I just think it's such a fun boost, and I think it might be a fun boost for the team as well to sort of have this dude slowly be indoctrinated into the culture that won out against arguably the more talented team or whatever. So it's just a fun angle. It's just a fun angle. You know, I'm so glad you said that. I never really thought about this. This is our reverse Andre Iguodala. Like we got beat by we got beat by yes! Golden State and then Andre went there. Yeah. That's oh my right. god, it's penance. We Jamichael Green. Let's Dude, go, baby. He almost doesn't or, or, Go ahead. Or I was gonna say, or it's like Kevin Durant joining the Warriors after uh, the Thunder came back exactly. or the or the, they Just came like back that. from three one against the Thunder. Just like that. Yeah, a little yeah. lower of a player, but <laughs> I just I never even put this together, man. We have uh the 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 what is it? The, the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> yeah, the table has turned. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the thing is, he has really mentioned it a lot, this series, right? I mean, it seems he's only done two pressers, but it keeps coming up by him, not by other people. But he keeps talking about, like, playing against him. Like, oh, that's really what I saw when – and he almost stopped himself today when they beat a – when that series happened or something like that. Like, <laughs> But you, you could tell, like – I really do think Denver made an impression on him. Um, not maybe not just in that series because he talked about having you know almost coming here last summer and this right. and relationship with Malone. But it does really seem that I really buy that he wanted to be here and kind of had his eye on his like excited to be here. But let's get on to the feast de resistance, the feast de resistance. <laughs> of so the J- hungry, <laughs> the J. Michael Green. Uh, you know we would play the forwards graphic right now if we uh, if we had it, Eric. If, if we had such a graphic, I did make it. I even sent it to you. I Where's saw Eric. Eric do we have do we have the forwards? Yes. Yesterday during to, a live show, we were actually doing. Not send me a forwards. Graphic. I said it to Ali because you always said that first. All right, you know what? I'm sending it to you right now. <laughs> right? Um, now. Anyway, Jamichael Green was asked who was the biggest standout to, in camp so far. Like, not, not the biggest standout. Who has surprised him, right? Like, he didn't realize was good. Easy. Like, he didn't hesitate. He goes, Bobo. And honestly, it took me a second to, under, to think about who he was talking about for some reason. I thought he said Bobo. Uh, Bobo, bo- bo- and what? and that's, that's the quiet part. You don't. <laughs> He's got a thick southern accent, as well. Saying, but he uh, he says Bobo, bo- bo- and and uh, he he kind of just. It's funny because it really reminded me of when the players all arrived in the bubble. There it is. Look at forwards. I got some that graphics. All right. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's pretty much a basic graphic. Um, but. He, this is so much bullying today. It is he, ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the about oh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll save this for offline. It the, reminds me of the bubble. The bubble uh, when everybody Will Barton, Michael Malone, uh, Mason Plum. Everybody was just like, "Yeah, bull bull." I didn't realize he was this good. That and that's what Jermichael Green basically said and said his potential is like. I can't remember what his exact quote was, but the guy has so much potential. Yeah, right, sorry, I mean, I, 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 I would have to think if I just walked into a gym, my my eyes would naturally gravitate to the seven foot two dude also. Right, so. right. And, you know, the other guys who have been here, like, they're probably a little used to seeing Bobol do Bobol stuff. I would imagine if you've never really seen him play and then you show up to practice one day and he starts doing that stuff, the greatest, um, you're, you're probably blown away. The greatest part about all of this is that um, if Adam makes a Google Doc, and a Google Doc exists in the world uh, that has any kind of notes, and you ask something of him that exists on the Google Doc, and be like, check the Google Doc! Per my like, last email. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Feel like, I feel like now at this point, we're going to all lose access to this Google Doc now that Brendan went in and... Uh, <laughs> like, so maybe uh, maybe you actually have done us all a favor, Brendan. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it, the, the clip that, uh, that the Nuggets put out a couple of days ago of Bull just like coming around the screen and then right up into just this mid-range jumper it was so yeah. smooth it, it was like such smooth execution and um i don't know like that was just that that clip has just stuck in my mind ever since because it's just so crazy seeing bold do that kind of stuff are you getting a sense guy i know this is like this is the stuff we talk about the first week of practice when we're just picking up little morsels and trying to connect dots whether they're there or not so i'm not 
trying to say that we have strong takes on this, but do you get the impression, vote, that Bull is closer to playing than you thought, or less close to playing based on what you've you've heard come out of camp so far? Um, if anything, I would probably say less, just because they spent sort of the offseason preparing us for that possibility, and. You know, it would have been great to hear, like, everything we've heard about P.J. Compazzo, Michael. You would sure like to have heard that about Bull. And it, it sounds a little more inconsistent. So, but again, I don't know if that surprises me, you know, at the same time. So, I, I do, like I said on yesterday's show, I believe, I think this is going to be the story with Bull all through training camp and maybe even the season. Like, one week it's great, and the next week maybe we're a little less confident. Yeah. It's the story of the show, Ezra Davis. <laughs> That's, That's the story to, of the show. Just trying to talk Nuggets. Uh, yeah, sorry, bro. Do you want to yeah. talk about the Nuggets? We'll, we'll I, I well, think I really, Bull's I, probably just uh, – he's a little further away than, than, I, than I think maybe yeah. I would hope he would be uh, or I hoped he was coming into camp. Well, the, the funny thing about this conversation just in general is that people act like – once the starting lineup has been minted, it's been as Adam right. would say, yeah. written in stone. Or yeah, it's written in stone. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you know, like someone there'll be five guys on the court, and if it like doesn't work, then they'll put you know they'll figure, they'll figure it out. Especially this year, especially is going to be particularly malleable with seven new players coming in, absolutely no training uh, time, three preseason games, like. Um, and they don't even have the full squad that they started with last year. We don't know if Barton's going to play uh, for at the beginning or anytime soon. Like we, I mean, we have no idea. Like I, I especially know nothing. So that, that uh, was but, a little, that was a, a note to come out of today. Will Barton probably going to be doubtful for the preseason opener yeah. Saturday. No big surprise there. If you guys have been listening to this show, but I will say that him saying that he'll be doubtful and, you know, maybe or whatever may, does make me think that he's closer. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. he, he didn't completely slam the door shut on it, although it sounds, to, this is like coach speak for he's almost certainly not playing. Sure. But it did make, give me, I do get the sense that Barton isn't like a month out. I do right. get the sense that he's he's probably close and they're just being extra precautious. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Of course, we thought the same thing about Isaiah Thomas this time last year, so or two years ago, so who knows. Right. Um I, let's talk quickly, guys. Oh, also, Michael Malone talked about the vaccine. That's starting to become a topic. You know, the, the Nuggets being having access to it, yep. and he mentioned being concerned because are they supposed to be? He said he, in the bubble he felt this way. They were getting all these tests when nobody else, in certain states at least, people didn't have access to a, to a COVID test, and he said he felt guilty for that, and with his vaccine even more so. Um, I have thoughts on this, but I kind of want to open it up because I do think it's going to become a conversation. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but I do think it's going to become a conversation because I'm pretty certain NBA players are going to have access to the vaccine ahead of 99.9% of the U.S. population. I'll go to you first on this one, actually, Eric. Do you feel like this is a concerning thing, as Michael Malone expressed today? Um, I do not feel that way. I mean, I feel like what the NBA players are providing is something larger than just themselves. Like, their being safe allows us to be entertained. It allows this industry to take place. It allows jobs to happen. So it's not just, like, uh, millionaires getting richer because they're millionaires. Uh, it's really funny, too, to look back, like, the outrage, the initial outrage about people being like, how come they get tests? As though tests were the cure for COVID. Like, right. who cares? Like, who cares if you, like, you probably have a pretty good idea whether or not you have COVID or not. Um, right. The fact that you didn't get an opportunity to have your nose swabbed early on. Um, it, it, it's, it, I, my point being, like, pe people are going to be outraged about anything all the time when it comes to this specific topic because it is just so uh, deep in our society. Um, so it, the defining I, yeah, thing, I would, I would item say, of 2020, maybe of the say, decade. Uh, yes, of potentially our lives. So, um, you know, I want them to get first because I want them to play the NBA, and then uh, we'll all get it in time. And you know, what are we talking about? How many players are in the NBA? But I think you'd like to hear at least self awareness, which is why I appreciated okay. the Malone quote. Sure. I mean, it's sure, sure, sure. I, the reality listen, is, there are going to be people that, that that don't feel that way. And I mean, you're right, Eric. Like, what will the, the outrage amount to? Would it have been there anyway? Like, I'm picking up everything you're putting down. I just appreciate Malone taking the time sure. to say he acknowledges that perspective because it's it's not outlandish. They're not they're not essential workers, even if I do understand what you're getting at. Sure, of, of course. The the idea though, like we just when it comes to this specific topic, it is literally impossible not to conjure outrage uh, however you know like in, in any direction um but like 
you know, like we're talking about two hundred people. Like Mitchell James, <laughs> it's more than that. But nonetheless, Mitchell James has a great point here, and this is something that I actually read from. Uh, I, I, I can't remember where it came from. A well-sourced person saying that to cover the entire NBA, including all the staffs, takes less than a minute if we just talk about how long it takes to produce this. So, of course, this isn't completely fair because how many of these do we start saying? But like, it's not like we're—it's not like if the NBA were to come back and it required them getting this vaccine or whatever, it's going to put the world on hold. I mean, in this massive way. Right. And then the argument becomes, you know, what does the NBA provide to? to society does is it worth like hey one minute's worth of production delayed for everyone of entertainment i i mean that to me at least is at least should be considered in all of this and i of course sway and i'm biased on dope my 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 biggest question about the vaccine is how many nba players are going to want to take it that, yeah, that, that's is, what is... I'm just very curious yep. to see because it's going to be impossible for this to be like something written into the CBA and agreed on with the NBA PA and the NBA. Like that's like, that is totally out of the question. That would never fly, nor do I think it should fly. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be a requirement to get a vaccine. If you're an NBA player, I wouldn't want to force an NBA player to do, to do that. Um, but I, I'm just curious to see which players get it, which players are very vocal about not getting it, and yeah. what are the different requirements if a player chooses to opt out? Do they have to get tested more? Do they have to um, – exactly. are they held to different standards? I, I'm just very curious to see how that develops and, and how the league handles that aspect of it. Yeah, I don't think the league – like the league I don't think can strictly enforce this, but can it get to a point where a player can say – Whatever I have to go through then to circumvent this, is it, is, it, is it worth it to me? And look, let's keep it real. From the Nuggets fan perspective, who's the most important player on the team this season? Michael Porter Jr. He's told us how he feels about vaccinations. So not a problem until it's a problem, but it's it's there are some tectonic shifts at play here for sure. Yeah, I feel, just quickly though, like that, that concept, I feel like will be uh, the people who have those kinds of feelings will be tested because it's not like you are having to stay home because of polio. Um, so the idea that you can re-enter the world if you uh, allow a vaccine might be a little bit more convincing this time around. I don't know. We'll see. Let's hit a break and then let's get uh, to our main topic today, which is, of course, Nikola Jokic comes in number 10 in ESPN's ranking. Too high, too low. And how many players, whether you think of the ranking, you personally, how many guys would you take ahead of Jokic if you were building a team? Uh, Yeah, first up, do we have um, a WGT name for this weekend, I know we have a tourney. Yes. Do we have any word on what the name yes. of the tourney is? We talked about it yesterday. The name of the tournament is The Ball is Popping Open. <laughs> the Ball is Popping Open <laughs> this weekend on WGT. Sign up at the DNVR4 Country Club. Download WGT, the official gaming partner of DNVR. And then search for the DNVR4 Country Club. If you want to be eligible for the prize that we give out every week, screen, sc- screenshot, screen grab your scorecard, yeah. and reply to the pin tweet on the DNVR underscore sports account. You can also send it to info at the DNVR.com. Uh, we'll post also, our, we'll post our uh, scores too, so you can either dunk on us or be dunked on upon by yes. us. I always post my score every single week. <laughs> Not afraid to post it. Um, also, make sure to subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee. They have a subscription service now. You can subscribe and save 20% on a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. And say it with me, guys. You will be honking like a goose. <laughs> Does everyone, you, just quickly, retell that story, Brent. I feel like everybody knows this Yeah, story, in but... case you didn't know, uh, I put my brother on that CBD goodness. He hit me with a review the other day. Left him honking like a goose. We can only assume that this is a positive review. Yeah. Strava, call me. We'll, we'll get an ad spot. Yeah, we don't, know, we don't know what it means, but we like how it sounds. Yeah. We, we, we don't know what honking like a goose means. We do know it's a positive review of Strava Craft Coffee. So, <laughs> Kale, with the code you know what it means? DNBR20. <laughs> You can uh, get twenty percent off a Strava Craft coffee subscription, dude. I, I hope everyone is like a goose. I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> I hope everyone is watching these uh, player previews because l- look at the toll they've taken on Adam. He is a complete disaster today. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is like. <laughs> 
I, you know, I apologize for the notes thing, but I take no responsibility for his internet. An you know? absolute mess. It just is, a mess. It is yeah. playoff P fourth quarter uh, Adam time. No, j- a just mess. a peek behind the curtain. I had trouble getting through some of yesterday's player previews that we filmed because Eric right next to me was just honking like a goose for like oh, three hours on. straight. Hold on. That, that, that actually brings... Okay, we have, to, we have to address a fallacious claim about me honking in a different sense like a, uh, like a pig, I suppose. <laughs> can, can we, bring, we need to do some investigative reporting here. Uh, Kiel, are you, are you ready with this? attempts. Guys... This dude is a bucket getter. <laughs> I think number one shooter on the on the Nuggets roster. Yeah. What are the what stands? Wait. So okay, this is a comment on Reddit. Uh, so bring back up, bring it back up. Let's read this together. What Reddit accused me? <laughs> attempts, guys. You can see here at one twenty it says you getter. can hear Eric I think number one rip. shooter on the on I did not. The Nuggets okay, so, roster. Yeah. What are the what stand? <laughs> Let's listen one more time. One more time. And attempts, guys. This dude is a bucket getter. <laughs> I think number one shooter on the on the Nuggets roster. Yeah. What are the what stands? I was clearly laughing. <laughs> I, I will say I was I was sitting right next to Eric. If I would have heard something or felt something, I would have definitely made it known. Unbelievable! It was a terrible confluence of events. I had an I had sort of a muffled laugh, and I shifted at the same time. Uh, you people are unbelievable. I'm getting flamed in the comments again. I want my justice. There's, there will be justice. I did not uh, honk like anything. There was no honking that took place on that show. I can't believe this. All right. Well, I don't know if you made your case properly or not, but whatever. It doesn't I, I, I see that I have no one on my side in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jokic, guys. So we why did, we we saw Michael Porter Jr. come at fifty one. We saw uh, Jamal Murray at twenty one. Here we go, Jokic, just barely num- in the top ten. And by the way, technically, I think he moves up because I believe last year ESPN had him at nine. But I don't think they ranked KD and Curry. I can't I can't remember if those guys were on or not or whatever. So KD was unranked. Yep, unranked. Okay, so basically he's in the exact same spot because now KD's back and they move him out. So. Um, we can keep that up for a second, Kale, because I kind of want to look at it here. If again, it's a ranking, whatever we want to make of this, but it, it, how fair is this, Harrison? In your mind, the, the order that they have people. Uh, you, you know, I think it's fair. Everybody um, obviously jumps to the Jokic ranking, and do we have what he was ranked last year? Because <laughs> last year's rankings like didn't include Kevin Durant. <laughs> Uh, for example, because he was obviously yes, Harrison. We just uh, covered <laughs> literally every ounce. I was gonna of that. say, were you listening? Is that what I said? <laughs> so, say, and obviously Doncic jumps up here into the top four? five. He's number four. That yeah. is ridiculous. Wow. That is ridiculous. He's not the fourth best player in the NBA. He is quite good. But the, you know what's funny is that we uh, yesterday we were like, oh, he'll probably come in at nine. And the fact that he's off by one, I'm outraged. <laughs> well, there are two people on this list to me that I personally would say I, I for sure like behind him. Mm. Number one is Damian Lillard, which yes. I think Damian Lillard's a really good player. I think he's a great leader. I think he's proven it on the, to the same degree that Jokic has over his career. But if you ask me going into the season who you'd rather have, to me this one I – I don't feel like it's too much of a homer take to say no. Jokic just does. I mean, he does everything. He raises. I mean, Jokic is ahead of Damian Lillard for me before I put my fan glasses on. Yeah, clearly, I agree. And look, they clearly. they met in that series, and yes, we all know Portland won. And yes, we're the Denver guys taking the Denver guy. But the reality is, Jokic was the best player in that series, easily, and easily the best player. Uh, look, I I think Dame's incredible, but I think we've sort of seen or at least scraped the ceiling of Dame's impact. And I think you have to build a team carefully and get really lucky to build a contender around him. Um, I, I actually think it's easier to do around Yoke, despite Yoke being a big who is supposedly a defensive liability. And this is a guard-heavy league. You know, Dame's defense doesn't get brought up much either. He could be a turnstile in the playoffs. So, uh, to, to me, I mean, I know Dame has a longer career, you know, of sort of being this guy. But in the last two to three years, Yoke's been the better player. You know, I've... I've personally watched Dame Lillard be completely schemed out of a series more than one time. And uh, that's literally impossible to do with Nikola Jokic. You cannot, like you can send doubles at him, but then he just will pick you apart uh, by passing the ball off to the right place. And um, 
the what let's what Drew Holiday was able to do to Damian Lillard when the Pelicans went up against the Trailblazers and he just just clown he turned him into nothing like erased him and th- yeah. you can't that's not to me that says everything. Yeah, Dame did have that great run of fifty-point games. Like he's he's yeah. had some great individual performances. Until he went up against Gary, and then it went down. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not I'm not gonna say like I'm outraged by this ranking or anything like that. Like it's I within the taken. it's within the ballpark. But to me, I do wonder just about like I'm surprised Dame is even ahead of Steph Curry. Like we're putting him ahead of Steph. And then on top of that, the one thing I keep coming back to, one of my big takes this year. I actually think this is going to be Jokic's best season so far. I know that shouldn't be controversial because he's older. And you're right every year. And I am right every year. But I'm telling you, this time this time I think it's going to be even more so. Like I, I really expect great things from Jokic right from the jump. He looks phenomenal. By all accounts, he's energized. I think this could be a, a monster Jokic year. And if he was nine last year, I think he only is higher. The guy, the other guy I wanted to mention, though, here and is the guy right in front of him, James Harden. If you would have done this thing a year ago, I mean, I think, yeah, James Harden is just so talented, and and even with all of his flaws, we could say it, but James Harden has become more defined by his flaws over the last 365 days, and especially over the last 20 days. Like, is he really a guy that you would take to start a team just for one season right now over Nikola Jokic? To me, I think that all of James Harden's red flags and, and like, the sirens are going off big time, and we've seen this with players like... You know, his ex-teammate Russell Westbrook. You know, we've seen this with high-profile guys who have sort of, like, reached their peak, have not grown in the ways that they needed to grow, and now it's like, hey, guys, he's not going to get it. Like, and that's how I am with James Harden. It's not like, well, he's 31, and now he's ready to start playing winning basketball. No. The dude, do we have any indication that this guy gets it? So can he make the step back three? Can he do all those things? Sure. And those things are really good and valuable. I'm not – James Harden's a phenomenal player as well. But I think that we do have to factor into this, like – do his teammates like him? Clearly, no. at the moment, they hate his, his guts. He's treating all of them like complete and total shit. Um, you know, he's flamed out on high-profile moments, you know, over the last couple Big, of years. Like, oh, dude. I, shrinking. I, so, James Harden, to me, is the other name on this list that, to, to me, I, I, I'm i curious what the outside world thinks, because, of course, we're in our own little bubble on this. But, to me, I feel like even before I put on my fan glasses, I'm taking Jokic over Harden. Right now. I mean, if this is supposed to be a projection... Doesn't don't all signs point like project to Harden having a rough season? I mean, I know that's what you're just saying, Adam, but it's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Right, right. It's hard to project him being any better than he's been the last three to four years, at least. Yeah, you know, I feel like Harden has now officially entered the Carmelo Anthony zone, where right he is the guy that is the guy, except for that he can't the guy that can't get it done, and now he's just starting to alienate the, teammates. My only pushback, like, I do have a little pushback on that. I mean, look, I. I see everything everyone sees in Harden that sort of turns them off. It's just also true that if Chris Paul doesn't pull a hamstring against arguably the greatest team ever assembled, like James Harden wins a title. So it just feels, I see what everyone else is seeing and I don't see the the dog in him that I do in some of the other guys on this list. Again, dog being a good thing. But I, I think it's too, I think it's, I think it's going a bit too far to say he can't be the best player on a championship team you know, just we, because we, he hasn't been. Well, it's it's not that we haven't seen him do it. We've seen him be an active negative. Like, he is trying to fill the role that he is has established for himself the entire year. And then when it comes down to, like, okay, cool, you're the guy. Like, you've said it all year. Like, you dribble the air out of the ball every time you have it. And it's like, cool, now it's the playoffs, and you're terrible. Like you're you're you are yeah. uh, you're bringing your team down like that I w- that counts. I do want to go back to Vote's point because I do think he's right, and I do think on some of this Harden stuff it goes way out of hand. I mean, look, he's one of the greatest scores I've ever watched, and I love the game best. I love the I love the technical aspect, the footwork aspect of it. And he's a one hundred out of one hundred on that. Like he's, I appreciate how great he is. And back going back to your point about two thousand eighteen vote, you're right; they were so close. It reminds me a bit, though, of Carmelo in 2009, where if you would have stopped his career right there, you would have said, oh, he start, he was just starting to learn the lessons. But I don't think that was true. What I think it was true was he had a strong-minded leader in Chauncey Billups by his side and point guard mm-hmm. and a tiny window in which he was you know, open to the, the like feedback from a strong leader. And then he was gone. And then he was back to the old mellow, and he was fighting with coaches and taking terrible shots and not playing any defense, and his team was, wasn't very good. And I think with James Harden, we might have a similar situation. He's with Chris Paul. We right. all know Chris Paul, a fantastic like, sort of floor general, great locker room presence. And I think that they had – we got peak Harden in 2018. I think the last two years have been 
a it's decline, a declining heart. I, I, I feel like I just heard something from Vote. <laughs> yeah, it's my down. chair. I've addressed this. <laughs> I, I, look, I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Vote. I want. I have another bone to pick with this list, but go ahead on Harden. Me too, and, and I'm eager, and I'm actually eager to keep it moving. So I, I'm picking up what Adam's putting down. Okay. So my biggest problem with this list is the guy at number two, Anthony Davis. Um, I know he just he just won a championship and everything, but I would have Jokic over Anthony Davis. Where is Anthony Davis on this list if he's still on the Pelicans? Like seven, eight, nine, ten. He's He's only number two because he's playing next to LeBron right now. I I mean, if he is the, the main guy on a team, if he is the number one guy on a team, he's not in the top five. And I, I just don't get why he's suddenly number two just because he's playing next to the greatest player of all time. Uh, you know, I, I, would take, I would take Nikola Jokic over Anthony Davis 10 out of 10 times. I think he's a better player. I think he's a better number one option. Um, that's my biggest bone to pick with this list. You know, you'll notice if you watch ESPN – um, and they go to like the sports center. They have a the whole intro is like about how they're broadcasting from Los Angeles. Like that's a good thing. I'm always like, that sucks. They're, they're showing like images of downtown LA. They're like sports center LA. I'm like, that's horrible. I don't want that. To, I I wish you were broadcasting from the moon. Like I don't want you to be. Like... I, I agree. I think AD to be like a tiny bit of pushback. Even though I agree with the larger point Harrison made. AD was everything he needed to be yeah, and more as the second banana. Like, he answered every single question that was asked of him, except for can you be the best player on a team? So I do think he's one of the five, probably six best players in the world. But I also agree with Wynn that to be in that top three, top four, to be number two, I mean, you better be definitively the best player on your team. We don't have to throw our detective caps on to figure out what changed for him between New Orleans and L.A. So here's this goes back to what I think is one of my biggest points. And I thought Bill Simmons on his podcast yesterday, I think it was, had a really great point about the, the athletes today and how much they change and how quickly we give them everything once they win, even if they kind of stack the deck. Is I said the same thing about Kevin Durant. Was he that much of a better player in 2017 than he was 2016? But he won in 2017, so we all... You know, we we, we kind of hand him the trophy, and he we should yeah. be this or that. And I think the same thing's happening here with AD. I actually, this is going to make me very unpopular. I don't mind AD being ranked ahead of Jokic because he was so, he was so fantastic I in that it. playoffs. He's yeah, so talented. The defensive <clears throat> aspect and this or that. Now, could he carry a team the way Jokic is the best player on a team? I don't think so. Like, but I, I to me, that's the not the only way you measure it. But I do have a problem with him being number two. Because to, for all the things we just said, like he's not that different of the guy that was wearing that's all folks and couldn't get a Pelicans team that featured another he's All-Star, by the way, Drew Holiday. He's, <laughs> he's maybe a little different. I mean, he is every year he's getting closer to his prior, closer to his apex. So I do think, you know, and he performed at such a high level. Like I, I do want to give him credit for that. I just hate elevating a guy all the way up to number two when it's like, oh, yeah, you had LeBron on your team. Like, one two on this exact same team uh, according to this list and i that's the part that i don't like but i just don't see it changing i mean james harden goes to brooklyn let's say here in a week and they end up winning a title and everyone says well Kyrie, harden and kd figured it out like they all really rose to the account maybe or maybe you just had so many good players that eventually nothing else matters no lessons need to be learned no culture needs to be established no like sacrifices have to be made you just put yourself in position that you're you didn't have to grow out of your flaws that's not life life people if, if you really go from a grassroots up, you like to at least believe that there were some obstacles overcome and lessons learned and sacrifices made. And I just feel like AD, that's the part that I hate about this is I'm not, I just don't feel like that happened. That's Look, if you're, I, yeah. if, you're so if you're still this, trying to figure out who carries who, like in LeBron relationships, it's LeBron. It's LeBron. Right, right. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you're looking at this list for uh, the way that life is, Adam, I don't, I may, you may potentially be looking at this in the wrong way. <laughs> This, there are no life lessons on this list, which is why we're at, we're throwing it out. <laughs> all of this said, all of this said, I think if you're LeBron James, I don't know if there's another lead player in the entire league you would pick before you'd pick AD. Totally, I, I, totally. So yeah. I yeah, know I get not. it. Probably not. But the, I think we've articulated. I, li- I like our, our all of our takes here. I, I think it's the difference between like six and two, five and two. So the thing yeah. that's funny to me is if you would have given. James Harden, Anthony Davis back in did I freeze or what? If you give him Anthony Davis back in 2018, the year that they took Golden State to Game Seven, even with Kevin Durant, if you swap out Chris Paul for for Anthony Davis, does that team get over the hump? Because I think Anthony Davis fits with James Harden. That's a pick and roll duo. He's a defensive player. Like he brings a lot of that. 
Um, they were so close with Chris Paul. If AD is an upgrade, and if he's the second best player, he's probably better than Chris Paul. If he's an upgrade, it makes me wonder. And then are we talking about James Harden and how great he is? And Anthony Davis, James Harden number one, Anthony Davis number two. This is what's so dumb about it. It becomes so reductive, and I think the conversation fuels these players wanting to just make it, you know, go to these yeah, yeah. big markets and make it easy. And them going and having success fuels the rankings. And it, it, it's just the cycle that we're in where it's like, mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're always going to have thing, these dumb conversations. This thing this thing goes deep. The, 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 the one thing I will say is that we as a company all uh, ranked the top 50 players of the last decade, last year. And yeah. it was, it, it, like, you don't realize at a certain point when you're like... There's like political things between the people that are making the decisions. You're like, fine, I'll let you have this guy. Oh yeah, right. there was some. Like, like, you end you know up with a list that no one, not one person, would be like, "That's my list, right there." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you know, at a certain point, like you also realize you're you're sort of playing to the crowd, and uh, you know, there's no more popular uh, players than LeBron James and Anthony Davis at this point in time. So ranking them high on a list is you know, that's like a that's a that's a business decision, I would say. Well, here's so to get out of here. Now let's throw out who's better because that's what the list was. Was who's better? Here's the real list. Ooh. How many guys you have to build a team for this year? You're doing a, a, a schoolyard pick. You have the number one pick. Where are you going? Vote. Number one. I don't know anything else about my team. But I'm saying it's you. It's not just about the winning. It's like you get to build around a guy. You know, like it's. Oh, for me, it's it's Nikola Jokic. I I wouldn't trade. Jokic for any player in the league. And then those guys, maybe, arguably, they have that same impact, but then they're not Jokic. And, like, for those in Denver, the feeling is Jokic is our guy. So, I I would, yeah. I gotta say, I would probably go number one, LeBron James, and then um, Anthony Davis after that. (laughs) Get out of here, man. Uh, Harrison, Harrison, what about you? Just picking a guy number one. I'd go LeBron. Where would, would, would Jokic? I should more say like where would Jokic fall for you? Just in terms of, like you were adding it at all of it to like where you want to root to? Because let's be honest, even if James Harden was the best, I'd be like I don't want him. Yeah, <laughs> Get him I know, right? Like I want to enjoy it, watching. It would him. definitely not be James Harden, not be Anthony Davis. Um, I, I think I would go Jokic at three. Hmm. Behind who's number two? Probably Giannis. Okay. For me, it's easy. I mean, it's Jokic number one for me too. I, the, the other guys in the running would probably be a Giannis, a Luca. You know, Steph is fun, but I think he's kind of he's got to prove it to me again. But Jokic to me, it's the perfect combination. Yeah. He's he's good enough for us to believe and to buy in, likable enough, and and he's our guy. So for me, yeah, I look at it. Go ahead. I, I gotta say the 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 Luca thing is weird to me. The he gets credit where other people get discounted. Like they're because like, he's early well, in his career. That's what I, I mean. I but should people be that are way, like, though. yeah. That, but I'm saying like, you know, he's getting too much credit early. People are like, well, this so and so has never been able to win it. Like Luca hasn't won anything. It, so. It'll correct. It'll if he doesn't win in two to three years. I know, yeah. but like, but we're the, at no, that point. That's when it. That's when no, he moves up the list. You're arguing for us to do the thing we shouldn't do. Like just start. This is what happened with Jokic. We didn't get to. Enter, you know, we got to enjoy because we insulated ourselves. But it was like, there's. People People in Jokic's early were there. Why is he above Jokic? He's really good. He's he's really good. I mean, he's my pick to win MVP this year. Like if I'm betting money on it for what it's worth. He's he's overrated for this point in his career. (laughs) He's really good. I'm just saying, like, if we're looking at like, I would pick Jokic to start a a franchise well well over Luka because is Luka Doncic just a European James Harden? That's that's the question. Could be. Yeah, uh, God, this conversation got real annoying. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We do have Vlaco Chanchar, guys. We filmed all these season previews. We highly encourage you guys to check those out. We put a lot of it free. Eric's fan perspective is what you have to pay for. That's the only thing yeah, behind the, the paywall. Thing. It's the one thing uh, behind there. No, it's not true. We've got uh, behind the paywall. So the first half, you get our conversation, all of us together. In the second half, which is for DNVR members only, uh, up on the DNVR.com, you get uh, my interview with George Carl. You get Eric giving his crazy takes. You get uh, uh, Brendan going online and seeing what what the fans are talking about and kind of analyzing where the fans mentality is at and then Harrison sharing some insight from from scouts and, and secret wind sources chimes. some wind chimes so um, <laughs> check check it all out guys uh, and then coming up in 15 minutes we're going to have our premiere of the Vlaco Chanchar episode you won't want to miss it all right everybody have a good one if you guys are looking for a great CBD option for coffee and I don't know about you but CBD is like a regular part of my life now every 
time I go to Sprouts or the grocery store, there's always some new CBD options. CBD water, CBD ice cream. StravaCraft Coffee, the original CBD coffee. It's great. I've been drinking it for as long as StravaCraft Coffee has been a sponsor here on the DNVR Podcast Network. And it's absolutely packed with CBD, which has been known to help cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, a slew of other issues as well. And you guys can get 20% off a StravaCraft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks with the code DNVR20. So check them out online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. You guys can get 20% off any product from StravaCraft Coffee that you are subscribing to with the code DNVR20. Check them out today at StravaCraftCoffee.com.